Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney, Money Punch edition. Uh, with my co-host Eric Raskin, I am Kieran Mulvaney, and this will be the first of many weekly-ish mini-podcasts previewing the weekend's fights through the lens of boxing betting. Uh, for those who don't know, Eric is in the gambling media by day, covering the industry as the managing editor and media director of usbets.com. So he'll usually be the one giving the sports betting insider perspective, uh, whereas I'll be the avatar of those in the audience who are still learning how all this works. Uh, and before we start talking about upcoming fights, Eric, I understand you made some actual bets with real money on fights last weekend. So tell us what you bet on and how you did. Yeah, uh, it was a successful weekend for me on the whole, although I tend to bet such small amounts that success or failure can be <laughs> equated to winning a free medium pizza or, or having to pay for someone else's medium pizza. Um, I, I like betting just enough to make it fun and not a penny more, usually. Um, so in any case, I had three bets, two of them won. Uh, the losing bet was the one I asked for your opinion uh, a week or so ago during the Money Punch segment on the regular pod. I was debating between Lomachenko by decision and Lomachenko by KO. I leaned toward a decision. You kind of recommended, I believe, not betting either side. You didn't love either price, but you right. did slightly lean the same direction. Um, and then the odds on that went up from even money when we discussed it to plus 105. Not a huge difference, but just enough that I, I took a shot. And of course, I chose incorrectly there. Um, but I did quite well on the Javante Davis-Mario Barrios fight. The over-under on rounds was set at eight and a half with minus 115 juice on either side. Uh, and... As you'll recall, uh, my pick for our picks competition was Tank KO10, so I liked the over there and put a bet down. And my big hit, Tank by KO between rounds 10 through 12, paid plus 600 at DraftKings. I saw that the night before the fight, and I thought, eh, let's put some money behind my pick. Uh, and uh, and that hit for a nice little score. I won a few pizzas with that. Um, <laughs> but I tell you, during round eight, when Tank dropped Barrios twice, a <laughs> few people were rooting harder than I was for Barrios to survive the round. If Tank finishes him there, both of my bets lose, and I go 0 for 3 on the weekend. Instead, he gets out of that round. Half a round later, the over 8.5 bet cashes, and then fists were pumped when Javante got the stoppage in the 11th. Sports betting can be fun when things go your way. So basically, when you sort of went along with what I was thinking, you lost. And when you went ahead with what you were thinking and ignored me entirely, you won. Not just on the Lomachenko thing, but when we were making the picks for straight up results in Davis Barrios, you, as you mentioned, picked Davis by KO10, whereas I went with Tank by split decision. And although I didn't actually lay any bets, as we, just, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the prop that really interested me was the plus 5,000 on Barrios to win in rounds 10 to 12. Right. And I didn't expect him to win in those rounds. I didn't expect him to win, period. But I thought it was an entirely plausible outcome and worthy of a bet, um, which I didn't make. But had I done... I would have owed you a couple of pizzas. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I hope you wouldn't have bet uh, a couple of pizzas worth on a plus 5,000 long shot. Those are those are the ones where you can bet really small and still win something right. substantial. Right. But uh, if it makes you feel any better, I'll, I'll note that by picking Davis by decision, you would have also hit, had you chosen to bet it, you would have bet the over on the eight and a half. So, th so that would have yeah. been a winner for you. There you go. There you go. Um, so there's one other topic I want to hit on before we get into our bets for this weekend, uh, and it's the line movement on the Errol Spence-Manny Pacquiao fight, uh, which 
uh, as we discussed in the news segment a few days ago, might be in jeopardy, but let's ignore that for now. When the fight first opened, Spence was almost a minus 500 or or 5 to 1 favorite. About two weeks later, with the public apparently betting heavily on underdog Manny, Spence closed to about 3 to 1. At minus 310, I put a bet on him for a fair bit more than I usually bet. The price kept dropping, and a couple of days ago at a different online sportsbook, I bet on Spence again uh, for the same relatively large amount, now at minus 265 price. And the price kept dropping. It got as low as minus 210 before coming back up to minus 240 at last check. Pacquiao, who you could get almost 4-1 to on initially, uh, is now only worth about 2-1 to as an underdog. Uh, We talked with Breadman Edwards about this a little, and he's wary of the judges favoring Pacquiao. And so he didn't love those Spence numbers, but I do. Um, What do you think, Kieran? I know you favor Spence to win. What percent confident are you that Spence gets the win? And and what sort of price do you see as good value here? And are you surprised that people are betting Manny this heavily in this fight? I mean, I guess if I had to put a percentage on it, I'm like 80-ish percent confident that Spence wins this. Uh, I struggle to come up with a scenario in which Pacquiao gains the win, and that's not to underestimate what a great fighter he is, but you talked about it. There are there are tremendous physical advantages and age advantages um, in Spence's favor, and he's also a very skillful boxer against a, you know, a guy who's while still, you know, very good, is far, far, far past his best. And, you know, to sort of think about the judges thing, I'm maybe about to, you know, Juan Manuel Marquez is going to disagree with me, but I struggle to think of a situation in which the judges have very obviously sided with Manny Pacquiao to the extent where you think, wow, he got a win he didn't deserve. But I can think of situations where Manny Pacquiao got an L he didn't deserve from the judges right. um, against Tim Bradley. And arguably, admittedly, it was on the other guy's home court, Jeff Horn. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Uh, So I'm not super surprised, though, at the action on Pacquiao, because he's not only by far the better known fighter, um, but he's an underdog. And so I imagine if you have like a casual awareness of a fight and you're looking early on for what kind of odds you are and you see Manny Pacquiao. Hey, I know that guy. He's like he's won a ton of fights. Wait, he's an underdog. I'm going to lay some money on him. He always wins. Um, Plus, he has an insanely devoted and delusional fan base. Right. I would see it's really interesting. You and I talked about this offline, like how normally you see over the last couple of days, the odds shift as first one guy's fan base comes into town and then the uh, and then, you know, the, the smart money kind of pushes it back a little bit at the end. But I have a hard time imagining that those odds are going to get an awful lot better for, uh, you know, or even tighter. I would have thought if you wanted some Spence action, you take it now because I would assume as fight week approaches, the smart money is going to come in on him as the people who really know the fight are going to start laying their odds. And I know that's not normally how it works, but I'd be shocked if this gets any tighter. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure because obviously based on the bets that I made, uh, it indicates that I didn't necessarily think it was going to get much tighter than, than it already right. was. You know what? I wouldn't have bet it at minus 310 if I knew it was going to keep dropping. I wouldn't have bet it at minus 265. I would have waited and pounced at minus 210 if I had, you know, uh, had a uh, had Biff's almanac and knew that uh, <laughs> minus 210 was as far as it would go. That's where I jump on it. Um so where's it going to go from here? It's hard to say. I do think 
it could, this could be one of those things where it's ping pongs back and forth now. Maybe some smart money okay. comes in on Spence at this point, and then there's a rush of, of Manny money leading up to the fight, and then more smart money coming in on uh, on Spence, you know, on the day of the fight. I, I'm not sure. Um, to me, just the, the, the pricing of this fight and the way the public is, is betting the underdog, there are some pretty clear Mayweather-McGregor parallels going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, especially as it gets down around around two to one on Spence, at that price, I think he is every bit as good value as Mayweather was when he was like five to one in a, in a fight right. he almost couldn't lose. Obviously, this isn't that kind of scenario, but it, it's a little like it that I have yeah. trouble seeing ways Pacquiao wins. Yeah, if I see Spence continue to drop, if it gets lower than minus two hundred. I might make a third bet and, and I'll yeah. be really over invested in it um, compared to the, <laughs> how much money I usually have riding on a fight. But um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to keep tracking uh, for yeah. the, for the next several weeks to, on, on this podcast, we can keep bringing it up anytime it, it swings. And, and we should point out that it all just gets refunded if the fight falls apart. Right. Right. Indeed. All right. Let's get into the bets we like for this weekend. Uh, the only card of note is the doubleheader on Showtime. Chris Colbert against Tug Nyambayar and Michel Rivera against John Fernandez. Uh, I'm staying away from any Rivera-Fernandez odds because I don't feel sufficiently comfortable in my knowledge of either man to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm especially staying away from anything on Rivera because he's not only the favorite, but he appears to be like a f- Minus 450 and minus 500 favorite, at least some books. I'm not going anywhere near that at all. Um, I might be tempted to put something on the dog Fernandez, but I don't feel comfortable enough with that matchup that I that I want to would want to risk any hard earned money. So that leaves us with Colbert and King Tug. Uh, and the odds here generally reflect the fact that while Colbert is the favorite, Nyambayar is recognized as a legitimate threat. They're, they're much closer odds. And so I'm not really very excited by any of the straight-up odds, but I do find myself drawn to a couple of the prop bets. Uh, I like one that, at the time of recording, has Colbert uh, plus 1,000 to win in rounds 10 to 12. Now, in our picks competition, I've picked Colbert by decision, as have you, but we did note that if Colbert were to win inside the distance, it would likely be after, you know, he's wailing on Nyan Bayar for multiple rounds to a point where maybe he lumps him up and cuts him and gets a stoppage that way. And if that were to happen, I think that's going to be late. So put me down for a few, at least metaphorical bucks on that <laughs> one. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I, that's first of all, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, bet. I, I like that price. Again, you're at 10 to one to risk a pizza to win 10 pizzas, you know, you're, you're not risking a lot. (laughs) I'm not sure why I keep going with pizza. I'm lactose intolerant, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they do make vegan cheeses these days, which are edible. I guess that's about the best word I could use. Um, so yeah, none of the straight up bets on a winner for either fight excite me either. I too was looking at, at the props. Um, but not quite as specific, a prop as the one that you lean toward there. Um, You'll recall that I said I was interested in the Fernandez upset if he was about a four to one underdog, but uh, plus 325 is the best I'm seeing, which is close, but not not quite enough. Uh, But you'll also recall that I said if Fernandez is going to win, it's almost certain to be by knockout. You know, maybe he can sneak a big punch in. And that uh, Fox bet is the one book that has that method of victory prop uh, or all of the various method of victory props for the fight. But that one, Fernandez by... KO, TKO, or disqualification is plus 600. 
I think that's a good price. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'd bet half a pizza on that. Uh, that's I, that I think is my favorite bet of the week. But I, I do have one other that I like a more likely bet to actually win, not a big long shot. Uh, it's on Chris Colbert. Uh, again, straight up those prices minus five fifty or so for him to win. I'm not sure I love that. But Colbert by decision, which is the pick we both made on the last podcast, is minus one sixty two, and that's pretty good. Uh, looking at the numbers, uh, betting. $16.20 to win $10 or whatever multiple thereof you like. If you think there is a 62% chance or better that Colbert by decision is the outcome, then that price has value. And I do think there's a little bit of value there. All right. There you go. Well, this was fun. I yeah. enjoyed doing this. Uh, we'll be back uh, with other editions of The Money Punch uh, when situations merit when we've got a good big fight to look forward to and we do have a summer full of big fights yep. so that will do it for this money punch edition of showtime boxing with raskin and mulvaney uh we will be back on monday morning with a full-length episode of our podcast featuring our post-fight analysis of colbert against my and much more until then thank you very much for listening be safe be kind and be well